Yeah, and the coffee as well. Yeah. Yeah, I'm on the Nespresso. Some days I'm just not Irish making it. Mm. I just want to press a button and have the coffee come out. That's nice sometimes as well. You need to be able to have those options in your life when you wake up a bit hungover or depressed or something. How's it going? <laughs> What's, What's the crack? crack? <laughs> How are you doing? Brad. How's things, hey, man? You What's the crack? Yeah, good, man. Good. How are you guys? Brilliant. Fucking Very good. Fantastic. The sun is shining. Yeah, man. Thanks for doing this. We really appreciate it. It's nice to catch up again. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a long while. A good few years now at this stage. Yeah, you've grown a beard, so boy. You've been nice been... <laughs> Thank you. Thank uh... you for noticing. <laughs> this is the extent of my beard growth. This is this is a quarantine. It's fucking quarantine. Is <laughs> I'll take that. Well, Quakey, uh, first of all, uh, congratulations on uh, the show, on being a part of it. It's Everybody's talking about it the last few weeks. Yeah. Yeah, it's good to be a part of it. Yeah, it's crazy, actually, the kind of hype. It's kind of the perfect time for it to come out, really. Everyone quarantined it, and stuck inside, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's like a Tiger King, you know, everyone's trapped yeah. at home. So they just, it's the next addiction that everyone's moving on to, it seems. Yeah, it's it's actually perfect time for a show to come out based on all that tension and angst and wanting yeah. when, when like we're not allowed to leave our houses or to touch other people it's it's almost like there was a show that came out on netflix there um at the start of this whole pandemic did you see it it was like a a, a reality show about all these contestants in a house that weren't allowed to have any sexual intimacy at all what the fuck was the name of that show? That's kind of um, oh, love is blind. Is that what it was called? Oh no, that's a different so, one. That's where that's when they're all like they can't see each other. They're in different rooms. Okay. This, this is, is like they can touch each other. They're just not allowed to do anything, and they're all horned up like crazy. Uh, it was just yeah, it was just the perfect time for that show to come out. It was like it's like they planned it. It was crazy, but uh, no, I've been loving watching this so far. I mean. I guess, yeah, should we, like, how have you been? How's things? Yeah, it's been all right. I mean, uh, I'm in town, as you can see. I'm in Dame Street. Mm -hmm. so oh, yeah, Dame Street. Very nice. It's, it's been all right. I mean, as good as it can be. I think everyone's in the same boat with the kind of madness. Kind of, you just you try to find little bits to keep yourself occupied or keep sane. But, uh, yeah. you know, like, it's yeah, it's tough, especially how are you finding it in town? Because uh, I'm I'm on the other side of town, but it's kind of weird. Uh, weird, weird energy, weird energy. Yeah. I mean, today now that it's nice, there's a lot of people out, but once it gets like six, seven, it's like the place just shuts down and it's quite kind of ghost towny and does yeah, it feels strange, man, really strange. Because town, mm. it it really kind of feels like a village if you think about the size of Dublin compared to other cities. It's actually tiny. But now with all the space, you're like, oh, it just feels so vast and empty. Yeah, it's not nice. <laughs> it's it's imagine how I, I always imagine Dublin was probably more like this a hundred years ago. Just yeah. a few people on on with a car or on horseback with a buggy or something strolling about, you know. Yeah, it's crazy that there's right. not much traffic at all. Like it's kind of great, but uh, yeah, it's a weird one. So where are you? So are you? I'm I'm over on Dorset Street near the canal. 
okay. um, so yeah so I'm, I'm not too bad i can walk up and down the canal and once or twice i went down near the liffey and walked around but uh yeah it's just o'connell street is just a ghost town as well you know just a few people hanging about yeah i haven't seen o'connell street yeah actually i must just go out and just have a walk just to, just to experience yeah. <laughs> the apocalypse <laughs> now's the time it. to do it yeah best yeah, time you, to walk you, around dublin you need to wonder there was like two or three days there where I just wasn't being on top of myself in terms of like doing work or staying fit, you know, yeah. considering these constrictions. And and then last night I went for a cycle and I, I was telling Graham, I felt so free. I was like, this is the first time I've actually left the house properly in two or three days. And I went for like an hour cycle and I felt amazing. I think when you can, you need to go out and venture for sure. 100%, 100% yeah. Mm. Especially now, like, because you just get cooped up in the house and you're, Mm. all this energy is just like building mm-hmm. yeah. it's crazy so Kwaku were you in the middle of anything when this when the lockdown happened were you getting ready oh, for a show or any projects yeah I was supposed to go to I literally that week before the lockdown happened I was supposed to fly to London to do a play I was supposed to do Wuthering Heights um, in, a, in Southampton um, so yeah I supposed to do that and then another one I uh supposed to do was i was supposed to have a day on fucking line of duty tiny little park but uh mm. like literally i went up got the costume fitting was in the hotel they're like oh it's going ahead it's going ahead got back from the gym like that evening and they're like nah it's shut down so literally didn't even get to do my fucking day so it's just been oh, mad. yeah so two jobs kind of i suppose but i don't know hopefully the play will go in january but we don't know but okay. it, everyone's in the same boat. I mean, it's nothing you can do really. Like that's it. But it, it's kind of uncharted territory with kind of uh, film and theater because yeah. of first of all, the crew has to be next to each other, and then in theater, the crowd is all next yeah. to each other. So, what's gonna happen? I'd say I'd say TV and film would be first to come back though, because they could do like they could have testing kits and heat test people and stuff like that, and just do reduced crews, get rid of extras, all the kind of stuff, just lock it in tight. So I'd say they'll be the first to come back and do stuff. I don't know, theatre is a hard one because it's so hard to like relegate or regulate or whatever, like such big crowds of people. I don't know, I'd say it'll be like late this year or next year until that comes back, which is kind of crazy. But anyway. Yeah, it's, it's, it's mad to think that you'll be trying to keep people out of the theatres yeah. for once. It's hard to get them in, now you're trying to keep them out. <laughs> They'll want it more. They'll want it more. <laughs> it's true, though. I mean, it's it's a it's a big wake up call in some ways. It kind of makes you appreciate things, you know. Like, yeah, I want to go to the theater. Well, I haven't experienced the theater, you know. Now that I can't, it's like, what a joy, you know. Um, no, it makes a lot of sense. It's funny. We know you from like we know you going back years from college. We all went to yeah, the Tala together. together. It's like and it's like my first gig or something. Second gig. Really. Well, can't think. For Graham's short film, uh, Bible Studies. Yeah. That was that was great fun. That was great fun. Yeah. And Graham was reminding me that you're also in a, a video of Laura's. Was it? She made a little advert. Oh, the, oh yeah. That was great, Graham. I was getting bullied. I was getting banged yeah. up against the locker. Yeah. That was brilliant. You're walking around <laughs> the hallways. Like that Tom or what's his name? I can't remember his name. He was great. Oh, my. I can't remember. I have no... I, so, I remember some other people in our class were kind of walking by you, giving you snide comments and stuff like that. And, uh, that was great. Yeah, I have a lot of fondness now looking back at all that old stuff, you know, that's kind of so basically started off, you know. Like your role in normal people and in theatre, all this actually 
began because of oh. us. <laughs> Lad, it's all because of you. <laughs> I just want to, I'm just trying to find some way to connect me with this show because me and Graham, we can't get enough of it. We've been following, what is it, like six episodes now and it's it's seriously addictive. The, the characters are so well written. It's incredible. Uh, yeah, I mean, I just want to ask you like what it was like for you being on this show. Yeah, it was it was really really special actually because obviously when it first came out with the cast and the cast like I, I was up for like everyone was up for the main part so I, was, I, I sent him tape for Connell as well even though I didn't think I was going to get it like Paul's perfect but like we all kind of went in for the lead parts and then they kind of slowly like started doing down but I, I went up for like so many parts and didn't get them even little day players and stuff and uh, I was like what the fuck like, and they're like oh my age was like oh they really like you it's just they're trying to find a place for you in it. And then eventually, because Philip actually isn't in the book, he's like, I'm tiny in it, but he's not even in the book. They wrote a little part. So at least I could be involved in the thing, which I thought was nice. Uh, so I kind of got lucky in that regard. I mean, he's just one of Marianne's friends. He's tiny, but mm. he's just, I just wanted to be involved in it because like all my mates are basically in it. Like a lot of lads from Lear in it. My good friend, Sean Doyle plays uh, Eric, the kind of nasty Sligo schoolmate. Uh, mm. Yeah, it was just it was just nice to be a part of it. So yeah, that's great. And uh, it seems yeah, a lot of people from the Lure uh, got on this. Did you did you know Paul before the Lure? <laughs> the Lure, Lure. Uh, yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, now Paul's in my class. I know Paul oh, very well. Right, yeah. yeah, he was in uh, asking for it with me as well. He's fucking brilliant. It was just oh, it's a great yeah. team. I, I only watched episode eight there last night. I'm not episode eight, is it? What are we on? Nine. Fucking hell, hits you, man. Yeah, he's going to, yeah, I don't know. I think this is going to do brilliant things for him. So. You think it's going to explode now? Yeah, I think he already has, but I think, yeah, big time. Yeah. Uh, how does that work, Kwaku? Like, like that, that so many of you know each other. Is it because Dublin's small? Is it because the acting scene is small? Or is it literally that, like, the casting actor or the casting director knew someone from Lure and was like opened it up to all you together yeah. is it coincidence basically i think it's a mixture of all of those things i mean dublin is such a little small pond and like mm. when you're going up for stuff you're regarded you're going to bump into people and this, the nature of this one is because there's so many young parts you're bound to be acting with a lot of people you know yeah. or so do it and i think uh, how many of us were from just like it's like good for us from asking for it as well one of the plays so i think as well, they're looking mm. at dynamics, people who work together, kind of look similar, who can play like mates in school and stuff. And they, for the casting director, it's easier to put, put people together in terms of that. So I think the layer is great, but there's, it's not just the people from the Gaiety, from, from DOT, from all over. But I think um, what it is, is, yeah, it's, it's yeah, a project like this. I don't think we'll get many of these in terms of actors our age at this time, because it's, it's kind of a bit of a fluke or something that they a beautiful books come out and it's all about people in there like doing their leaving certain all. I mean, I'm fucking 29, but still, it's great. I look young so I can play it, but we're all kind of in it together and hitting at the right time. So I think that was a big part of it. It was just timing, you know, and it's just coincidence that all your mates are in it. But yeah, kind of shiting on there, but you know what I mean? <laughs> That's a cool experience. Yeah, yeah what an opportunity. Yeah, yeah big time. 
it's a good point as well because uh, it, it does seem like a lot of you know each other when you're watching it. Like I I'm assuming uh, obviously that's acting, but like it, that must have helped you as well and everybody else on set. Surely, if you already have that rapport, yeah, big time. I think because it's it's really uh, when you're playing then in that environment, you already know people. I mean, it's good to mix it up. I mean, a lot of people like hadn't worked with before, but it's it's really comforting having like Paul on set, which are all these people because you just like. You can try different shit and go a bit mad. And Lenny was great. Like, he was just oh, absolute gift. I would have done it. I just really wanted to work with him, regardless of what part. I mean, yeah. He's fucking amazing. Like, But uh, a lot of he does a lot of improv, and he'd be like, he'd get into a scene, he'd be like, okay, we're changed completely. You take this line, you take that line. He'd always just mix it up, and everything was like fresh and on, oh. on like you're on your feet, you know, uh, which is nice. Could have been terrifying, but it actually it just creates such a lovely environment that. Yeah, yeah, you're kind of free to do whatever you want, you know, which is nice. And how did you feel like it just say the first day on set or the first time you met Lenny? Um, like, like how first of all, if I can bring it back a bit, uh, like how much did you put into your character? Like, was the character expanded more in the script? Did you make up the character in your head? Because it's very yeah, limited, I mean, yeah. Because for, for, first of all, I mean, obviously, I read the book like everyone else before we got in, but uh. Like Philip isn't in in the book, or I think he might be alluded to, but I think he's like really small. So with a character like that, you kind of do have to like put in a lot of the work yourself in terms of backstory and who he is, and like I was just writing out bollocks of his what he's done in his life and what school he went to, all this kind of stuff. And um, I mean, obviously, if he's in Trinity, I was thinking he's more like. Luckily, I kind of talked where I talked, so I can get get away from play, get away with playing someone from South County Dublin. So I didn't really have to do like. An accent i just kind of tweaked my accent a tiny bit maybe uh but um yeah i suppose the smaller part you because it's not on the page you have to fill a lot more with your imagination in terms of why he's there who he is what he's been through all the kind of stuff so socioeconomic stuff all the stuff that helps you actually play him so you do that before you get on but i think i remember the first i was actually still quite nervous because uh i haven't haven't yeah not really worked with lenny I'd met Lenny, I met Lenny a few times because Paddy Gibson, he was in um, in Ports of Being Whatever with me, a little RTE yoke. Mm. He introduced me to Lenny at like the Bernard Shaw or something ages ago and I bumped into him a few times. So I felt like I knew him, but still that kind of, I don't know, I suppose it's the unexpected. You don't, you don't know what's going to happen on set. And a lot of the, the scenes that I was in on the first day didn't have any dialogue and stuff. So I was like, what's going to happen? Like, am I going to have to improv, all that kind of stuff? And I just kind of was kind of ready for any eventuality like i'm looking at the scene where he doesn't speak i'm ready to talk if it needs to be or have some kind of idea of what he'd be thinking about like philip my tiny little character at, at that time so yeah i don't know it was exciting nerve-wracking and then i don't know once i got through the first day i only had a few days on it but once i got through the first day i kind of settled into that because as well being a day player i'm rambling now but being a day player like you're coming into a group of people who've been working together for like three or four weeks and have a rapport and you're kind of jumping into that and trying to get on board with that and it can be quite tough um depending on the job you have to kind of just slot into that and especially when you're jumping in jumping out but um yeah it was it was they're just such lovely people it was a really lovely crew and cast so kind of made it easy but i have been on sets where that is quite tough uh being a day player you know but yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Imagine that, yeah. being introduced to Lenny at the Bernard Shaw. <laughs> Back when yeah. that place was Back. like... Just such a perfect just, little artistic hub. Yeah. 
I was oh, working man. as well. I was oh, like, I had glasses on my hand. I was, I was, uh, <laughs> I was a barman or not even a barman, fucking floor staff. In Bernard Shaw? No way. Yeah, yeah. No way. Bernard Shaw for like three or four years. No, three years. Jeez, man. I never saw you there. Yeah. yeah just been on, on, on the year off days. This, um, but this was, this was ages ago. This is back in the start of ITT for me. And yeah. Right. Oh, okay. So, so Lenny wasn't like, you know, that was uh, pre-room and, and pre-Oscar yeah. and all this sort of stuff. Frank. Still a big deal in my head, anyway, because I'd seen Garrods and stuff and, he, and uh, Adam and Paul. He was still a big deal in my head, but yeah, he hadn't exploded, I suppose, as much as yeah. like now internationally. But yeah, it was fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, very cool. Nice. And, and you said, um, you know, you, what do you call it? Day player? When you kind of... Yeah, when you're shifts. kind of yeah, you have a day here and there. Like, well, what I would mm-hmm. have had on um, Line of Duty, just kind of jumping in, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And and what was the extension of that? Like, what was like you were coming in and out depending on certain dates. Like, how long did it take to film it? Like, Graham was saying to me, there's going to be like we're only halfway through season one. There's another six episodes, twelve episodes. Like, how long did it take to film all that? How long did it take to film? I think. Well, well from your experience, even. I, I had, I think, I, I suppose I only have four days and then it got extended to 12 days, as far as I know, which is nice. Um, but I think, I think that exactly, but I think they, they're filmed for months, man. They were, I think at least, I think at least four months, I think, maybe even longer. And uh, they finished yeah. off in, in Italy. So all the Italy stuff was their, their last stuff, like the shot, mm-hmm. which is sweet. Spoiler what? You, you, you see it in the trailer. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. People have read the book. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and some people have read the book. A lot of people actually. And what's what's interesting yeah. is if you Google, like I'm trying to avoid knowing anything about what's going to happen. But if you Google normal people, there's so much about season two, and you're like, what? We're halfway through season one. What's what's this about season two? Or is it just mentioning ideas about season two or is it happening know. quicker in england than it is over here. here i don't know what's happening well season two i don't even well like the book is the book the book's finished so i don't know, yeah. I don't know about season two i mean maybe i don't know what they do just keep going if they yeah. are going to go deadly hopefully there's something more for me in the book i don't, I don't know I, I never trust those kind of things until you're actually on the set or until it's going i'm just like yeah hold off that'd be cool if they went if they went again suppose it's doing so well maybe they will you know yeah it's very possible i mean i wonder though if uh would would uh, sally be uh, involved though you know um, well yeah i think i don't think they'll do it without her i think if they are going to do it she probably will so yeah mm. then, i don't know couldn't say <laughs> uh yeah I, just just to keep us on track here i wanted to ask you about lenny again and and just working with him i mean not particularly just this experience, but all your experience working on film. Like, what sort of uh, relationship do you look for in a director? Like, what sort of guidance do you look for? Do you like, not like? Is there anything yeah. there? I suppose I look for a director as someone who's quite clear with what he wants in terms of like notes and stuff, but is also like lets you try it and lets you fuck it up a bit first. Or, I don't know, some of the best ones. Like a, he's definitely the best I've worked with, but like the really good ones are I really felt free on a set on set. Like film, theater and film are uh, different in a way, but still you kind of look for the just someone who who's <laughs> how do I say it? It's just at ease in themselves, and then that kind of radiates onto you, and you feel like you can 
do your best stuff and you don't question things and that that the direction if and when it comes is quite clear and concise and doesn't go off on and i mean i'd say i'd be a terrible director because i'd say it'd be when i try to like explain things i go off on a big tangent but i think is if it's simple and clear and easy to play i think is what i'd look for just somebody who's like who gets to the heart of it straight away of what it is you need to do um i don't know if that's too simplistic but that's what kind of i think i'd look for and uh and someone who's a bit of crack because a bit of, like someone who's fun and you can have the chats with just makes everything easier i think i probably you don't have to get on with all the directors you work with but i think it makes it a lot easier if you like mm. each other or having the crack you know mm-hmm. like we yeah, did he's, he's... <laughs> exactly he seems like a pretty chill guy anytime i've seen oh, any interviews or any talks awesome. he's done i mean like what sort of atmosphere is it like on the set like in terms of like directing the cameras and the crew or does he kind of just like what's it what's the mood that he he puts it on onto the onto the yeah, set he, he very like it's very chill i mean he, when he needs to get stuff going he fucking cracks the whip as well but i mean i think it's very he sets up a really kind of relaxed kind of fun playful atmosphere i mean i, I again i can't talk so i'm talking with the actors and i've been on, i've done a lot of crew stuff where i've been locations of props here that's i did that for years before i got into acting but so I can't talk for the crew members, but for the most part, I think everyone had a really, you could get the atmosphere in the place was one of like positivity and a bit of crack and everyone's very friendly. So I'm assuming that's down to what Lenny created as well. And Hedy as well. I only got a bit of Hedy, but like uh, what, mm. what Lenny created because he's just, he's so sound and chill. And I've never worked with a uh, director who would like literally before, when they're setting up, before we're going to shoot, he literally would take us all aside like all the actors and just go over the whole thing, beat to beat the day, all the stuff. And just like chat to us for about 20 minutes, half an hour about our parts and stuff. And I don't know, that's a, that's a gift. I've never had that before. And maybe that's standard on most of those big stuff, but I was just like in awe. I was like, this is just fucking brilliant. Cause you, you have a real clear idea before you, before the camera's rolling of what, what you want to do and where you're going to go and in terms of the space. He'll run through the whole space for you and stuff as well. So, yeah, I don't know. He's just, he's a fucking legend. Like. That's brilliant. Yeah, because that makes sense. That's like a lot of stuff Sorry. that you probably do with theatre that you don't see with like film and TV. Right? right? Yeah. Like, like kind to of... kind of go through it and make sure everyone's almost doing the dance of acting before like diving straight in. That makes a lot of sense. That's brilliant. Sorry. Yeah, I, I want... No, no, no. I just wanted to ask, it's a, test, it's a technical question. Does he, do, do you go into the space and figure out what works and then he puts the cameras around you or does he have the cameras where he wants them when you have to slot in? Yeah, it's, he, he kind of did both. I, I just, like, because I don't know, where, where, where is RTE now in terms of what episode you guys on? Uh, they aired uh, five and six last night. So they're halfway through. Is one of them in a swimming pool? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 the pool party one, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, for instance, for that, um, did we come, I think we came the day before, because we, do, we, we were doing the, basically the party scene, the first party scene and the pool, the pool party are all in the same place. So, when we did the party scene, we then he then brought us into the pool, like when people were setting up, still shooting the party stuff, he brought us in and was talking us through where it's going to be. And like, this is kind of where, where I was in awe of Paul as well and how 
fucking on it he was like just the way they'd interact and how technical he was in terms of where he's going to go and where the camera will be and following and stuff he was fucking incredible but the two of them together would go through okay so the camera's going to be here you're going to walk through here they did the whole spatial thing before they brought the cameras in because they're shooting there the next day so kind of dependent in terms of timing uh sometimes he'd have it all set up and he'd walk through and he'd be like but it, it's not like blocking I feel, I feel like it's all been quite he's quite he lets you do your own thing it's quite nationalistic but it's more talking talking to the thinking behind everything if that makes sense in terms of where your character is and, and the atmosphere of what's going on uh if that's clearer so he'd kind of do both but i'd say if yeah. like time wise if he had time he'd, he'd do it before the cameras are in you know what i mean but he'd give you an idea of where the camera will be if that makes sense yeah and you mentioned um hardy is it hardy you mentioned, you mentioned hardy. Um, was it the other director oh hetty mcdonald yeah hetty yeah, she took on from from episode six. So. so the next, so the next half of the season is all her directed episodes. Episode seven, sorry, yeah, is hers, yeah. Oh, they did half and half. And you're saying you, you didn't get much uh, time I, on, on that seat? I had two two days with her. Okay, but it was yeah, she's still phenomenal as well. She's yeah, yeah. What was it like working with her? I suppose it's, it's different styles because Lenny is very much like he's not as precious with the script he'd be like yeah i mean we'll improv this or throw a bit in he, he likes to kind of keep things loose and keep it up and i think uh hetty is very much in a way kind of like a theater director and like the written word is like god or whatever so she was very mm -hmm. much like boom 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 stick to the script mm -hmm. and i like i think they're both brilliant ways of work and she she's she was phenomenal as well but um yeah, it's just just different. I, I I love like improv and having a crack and stuff, and especially when when you're playing a character who really doesn't have much to say, you can kind of chow in a bit more and you know what I mean, milk it a bit, which is nice. Mm. So yeah, yeah it's it just it's just different. Yeah, there's definitely pros and cons to both, and and I guess it depends on the actor. Like doing improv for some actors might be like terrifying because they just don't have that ability to to be creative in the moment or or to even the one thing to maybe they they're like. They want to put so much time into creating and preparing and then yeah. follow structure. I mean, being a bit of both obviously is probably ideal as an actor because you you never know which director you're going to get. Big time. And I'd say that it was it definitely could be hard because if you have been working on your lines and why and who and how and all this stuff and you've really done the work and then suddenly you rock up and your lines have been thrown out the scene has completely changed, that could, I suppose, throw certain people. Uh, for me, I think I like to go in with like, like fully prepared, but ready to just let it all go. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that's what kind of Lenny brought, which is nice. But uh, I think you just, yeah, you just prepare for kind of anything and then just, <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> things change very fast. So, yeah, it is, it is what it is. But yeah, yeah, Hedy was brilliant as well. She's just really clear, really honest, really fucking, you know. And uh, I mean, I, again, I had like a scene. We did a scene like in two days. It was two two parts. It was a big massive scene. We did two parts of it with her. So I only got a little smidgen. I would have liked a bit more with uh, to work with her. But yeah, she's brilliant. So Excellent. yeah, it's a good experience. Mm. Yeah, it, it seems uh, from my experience, the good directors seem to be the ones that are very clear in what they want, but not just in terms of putting a camera or directing an actor, the teams and everything that goes behind, that, that they know exactly and they can follow the thread through. 
you know when when the, you're losing the light or you can't or the location uh, it doesn't look the same and you can adapt and everything is still pointing in that direction to get that that feeling that team that emotion you know this i suppose that's where the talent comes in isn't it that, to do all that under the pressure yeah and to be able to make those decisions like like you said like in the moment because when it isn't going well or like because certain things in the book were like you're supposed to have we're supposed to have like a in the pool party we're supposed to have like a, a battle on each other's shoulders and stuff and then he's just like that's just not going to work so he's immediately he's just like looking for the next thing in the game so i think his yeah his speed at like changing it up and making things work was just incredible so i suppose that comes from experience and the confidence to be able to you know not question your thinking either you're just like no i'm in it now we're going to do this mm. we're going to do this and then everyone just gets on board and then it works so he's a genius but it like it's it's, I think he's honed that from years of working as well. Clearly, yeah. you know. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a mixture of natural talent and then, of course, homing the the crafts, just like in in any art form. Um, yeah, we're we're lucky to have him. Definitely. Yeah. Big time. Big time. <laughs> good old Lenny. Um, good old Lenny. Okay. Yeah, let's get into the juicy stuff now. Uh, there's a lot of uh backlash on uh, Joe Duffy over the uh the sex scenes in the first few episodes and yeah. as, as an actor where, where do you stand on on, on the, first of all like people giving out about a bit of bum and how comfortable do you feel as an actor if you had to get up on stage and do equus or something or if you got a role and there's a lot of sex scenes in it i mean how would you approach that i mean i think i think it is it is what it is i mean if it's written if it's on the script i mean I don't think the BBC or Element are trying to exploit or do any weird stuff like that. It's it's in the book. Uh, it's in the book. So, yeah. you know, I, it is what it is. I think as an actor, when you've got cast in a part like that, you know what's coming. So you just kind of, you're ready for it. And I, I, it's not something that is taken lightly, like the whole crew are on board in terms of how serious or tent uh, like tender it has to be and how awkward and horrible it is too because it, it isn't i'd say it isn't a good experience but like mm-hmm. you also have a lot of people behind you you'd have you'd, you'd work it in a way that it becomes less about the thing and that it becomes more technical and just works and like i thought it was beautiful what they did like the sex and thought it was just so i, I actually horribly enough watched it with my mum which wasn't good she uh <laughs> She did not. She she knows Paul as well, and God, if Paul ever sees this, she knows Paul as well. She's like, she was like, oh my God, they're doing it. Why are they doing it again? I'm like, <laughs> I'm quite uncomfortable. But um, I, I don't know. I think if 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 I'm given the part, I'd be happy to do it. If it serves the part, if it's not just doing it for some director to get off on her, I don't think that like happens. But like, you know what I mean? If it's for the part. You just, you, I think you have to do it. And I think it's, it, dare I say it, it's good now that we see more lads having to do it rather than just, you know, it, mm-hmm. being females are always naked, you know. So I think it's it's important to try balance it out and, uh, and address that imbalance, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Joe Duffy thing, you should look, actually look at my mate, uh, uh, Steve Murray. He's on Instagram. He does a really funny... Yeah. Uh, lip sync kind of thing of that that interview it's fucking hilarious he plays Joe Duffy your woman on the line and like a representative <laughs> it's just brilliant well uh, for this, Claire, in terms of 
I don't know. I can understand where people are coming from in terms of their response, but I actually don't. I can't either because we're in the 20th first fucking century now, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and this isn't the first either. Like, there's so many things where Game of Thrones is full of nudity. So many shows full of nudity. And RT, you put it on late. It's after, way after the watershed, all that kind of stuff. So, from my view is just get over it. And I think the, the, the tenderness and the way that they re- represent the sex is actually very important for young people to see in terms of, because they're so influenced by porn and so influenced by other things. It's actually very important to see an alternate way of making love or whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. So does that answer the question? Um, I don't for know. sure. I, I was actually saying to Graeme uh, when we were setting this up, I was saying it's it's strange. Like Like, I keep thinking about everything I heard leading up to watching the show. And then when I actually watched it, and I was I was saying to Graham, it's like, it's almost like we're afraid of watching something that's, how do I say it? It's like, there's so much more exploitive or, or erotic sex scenes that we've all seen on TV. Yeah, but because like, it's here it's, in Ireland. Maybe because it's in Ireland, or maybe it's because it's like, it's raw, because it's like actually vulnerable, because it, it feels real, because the camera's not fast pacing and there's not all this like you know it just feels like really intimate and maybe we're more afraid of that than we are of just like people bashing do you know what I mean in the background and just breasts flying and the truth of it instead of it being like completely um, exaggerated you know maybe we're more afraid of watching that but uh, yeah I think it has been handled very well I think it it is very real and like you said uh, shows maybe a different perspective maybe a more real perspective of what it can be for people, um, yeah, I, I think yeah, it's so I think um, done so far. I I think all the controversy kind of blew over though, because I, I did listen to uh, Joe Duffy. It was on before we started this, and uh, there was nothing. I think they got one complaint, and um, it just everything blew off after that. You know what I mean? Like, and they didn't even touch on it in the show. I think he read out like a poem that somebody sent in about people watching the show. That was it. So like. You know what I mean? It was all just, it was just because it was new. It was just because people have nothing better to do. You know, You'd hope so. it's a small group of people. And I mean, they're, they're in touch with their views too and their, their worries. But I don't know. I think it's, it's time you kind of move on and open up the discussion about sex and about our bodies and not be ashamed because yeah. there's a lot of Irish guilt out there that doesn't help, you know what I mean, in terms of relationships. Even the way they, Cunnell and Marianne, communicate is so problematic, like in terms of him just not being open and honest. And there's so many times in the fucking series, you're just like, oh, just fucking tell her you feel, man, and everything will be all right. And yeah, you know, I'll yeah, be yeah. in those situations as a young man too, but it's just, I think showing that is a very good thing for Irish society to a mirror of what we can be like. And, and in terms of not, it's not fucking normal people's job to educate people, but in terms of just showing young people what it's like and, where things can go wrong or and I don't know how to be intimate people I think is nice rather than because most people and me included probably learned it through porn and stuff and that's it's that's a whole nother thing that's not that's not reality at all you know it's quite aggressive and it can teach you the wrong kind of things so yeah that's my kind of stand on I think it's important that shows like this uh, that show that intimacy are, are let show it because for the next generation coming up. I don't know, they need to see another point of view, I think in my, yeah, and yeah, that's my two cents. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's that's spot on. I w- I would follow your lead there. It's responsible. That's that's what it feels like when you watch it. It's fun and it is sexy, but it's responsible. Um, in all the so far in the six episodes, each of, each of these intimate scenes, they're kind of responsible in their own way. They seem to, and where they are in their relationship, and and as well as how it was made behind the scenes. I read that they had there was an intimacy coordinator yes. on set and this is a very new idea this just seems like a great thing for actors to get just to relax yeah. and to trust um the crew and that you've and built up, yeah that you've built up a kind of rapport with someone before because i don't know, i've heard stories of people being on sets where literally day one they don't even know the actor they're acting with and day one they have to do a sex scene it's like i don't know maybe time constraints scheduling whatever but I, I just think that's the wrong way to go about it and i think what was great about this is they did have time they did have an intimacy coach to go through things and proper rehearsal because when we were in the lair like they always said like sex scenes and fight scenes are similar you have to rehearse them so much because they're so technical you know and they're tricky and it's not something you look forward to doing it actually is horrible you know because <laughs> if you're trying to have sex be intimate with a room full of people and there's a go with a boom and there's lights and there's a camera there you're like it's it's hard you know to, to sell that and i think they really did so you know fair play fair yeah. play yeah yeah <laughs> deadly um hey do you have any more questions jamie can we start can we stop talking um, about bums <laughs> no never <laughs> um no i, I guess i guess I guess I'm just curious what you think it's... Maybe there's a very broad question uh, to, to be thrown in the middle of this, but I guess I'm just curious what you think it's like being an actor. I know you you would, you were studying business, was it? Or marketing? Yeah, yeah. Marketing. I remember you were, you were doing marketing in college and you, you were saying that you had like an interest in acting and you started getting into it and all that. And obviously you've had a lot of great um, success in it and I've seen you in many things and you're fantastic. But... Uh, you know the way the um excuse me what's the word a day what's uh, that day players and stuff like that yeah 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 day, day players you were talking about coming in and kind of i guess what my question is for you is do you feel like as an actor is it still just as vulnerable every time you start in a new project every time you're on, on a new set with a new director i mean cuz with other jobs there's like a clear kind of ladder you climb and obviously, you still have that ladder in acting, but you're always working with different crews. You're always working with different teams. You're always working. I remember, was it um, Donald Glover, Childish Gambino, said that every he, he, he had like a stand up bit where he talked about every season he'd come back to community. He said he'd have to re audition as if he had forgotten how to act or forgot how to do his part. He had to re-audition. He's trying to perform to, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But it was the same show, but he had to re-audition for his character. And I know that doesn't necessarily apply to my question, but I guess I'm just wondering, as an actor, do you, do you find like you do get to find your footing and you have it? Or is it like a new vulnerable experience every time? I think, I think, I think it is a new vulnerable thing every time because uh, actually just... Uh, kind of on a bit of a side one, but I, I just read the article about uh, the Robert Patterson article in GQ. I'll send you that mm-hmm. after. It's fucking phenomenal. Oh, well, he's just yeah. talking about how yeah, he like and most for like most time in his twenties, he was just constantly in fear. And I think that's mm-hmm. Billy Murphy talks about it too. I think that's kind of yeah, kind of where you live because always when you're starting out, 
it's the first day on things. For me, it's kind of different, be, a different kind of pressure because I've been on so many sets. Uh, so I'm going to try to formulate this. So many sets, like as a as crew, like locations or props and stuff. I do know a lot of people in it. So when I jump on doing acting, they're like, oh, what the fuck are you doing? You didn't bit acting now. And it's kind of, it's it's a different kind of pressure, but it's, I'm, I'm, ugh, I don't know how to explain it. And then when I go back and do locations or something, because I have to pay rent, they'll be like, oh, so you're doing locations now. There's, so I kind of get this like shame kind of on both parts that is not really connected to the fear, but it is kind of part of it. Because like crews in, like you said, crews go from film to film to film. There's a real kind of communal element in terms of uh, film crews and stuff. And they, they, they go from job to job, but the actor is kind of like shipped in. So they're like little kind of cogs. Whereas in theater, you ha have a bit more of that communal element where everyone's going to work together. So yeah, so I do, to answer your question, yeah, I think I do feel that job to job when it's uh But I don't know if it's just towards acting because I remember like talking about the Vernon Shaw, I remember like I'd have to like drive in like 10, 20 minutes early and sit in the car in the yard in the Bernard Shaw and try to like gear myself up to go in and like fucking collect glasses or pull points. So I don't know, maybe I've had that towards like work in general. I like the play of it. I love rehearsing. I love that. But once it comes to the work, it can be a bit, a bit weird sometimes. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's just unique to acting. Maybe, maybe you guys don't yeah. feel that, but for me, it's yeah. It's... But that's a good point. I, I, I used to have that with every job ever. I'd be outside having a panic attack. Ten minutes. I used to work in a hotel in a bar of cafes, and, and I'd always be outside, like freaking out. And then I'd walk through the doors, and I just have to pretend I wasn't that guy, and just be, just be like cold and confident, and just yeah. And I don't know what I was scared of, um. But I guess, I guess that's a good thing because it means you, you, you feel you have emotions. You can you have the ability, you know. And what better uh, job to be in? Than actor, where you you need to have those emotions. You need to be in touch with yeah. Feel that energy. If you don't, if you don't let it master you, that energy is good. Mm -hmm. It's good to have that kind of energy available. If it fucking squashes you, and you get into a place where you feel like you're fucked and you can't do it, then it's dangerous. But mm -hmm. to have that kind of it, it's uh, I don't know, it's, it's kind of addictive as well. Not the right thing to be addicted to, but it is that kind of mm. that energy is kind of is good. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, it can drive you. Yeah, big time, big time. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I could definitely relate to that as well. Yeah, pumping yourself up to go into a, a, a shitty job or a situation you, you'd rather run away from. Yeah. I mean, I guess, it, I, yeah, people, everybody does that yeah, in some, some extent. extent in their lives. You, you know, you put on different masks for different situations. I guess acting seems like an, ex, an extension of that. You're kind of going deep into that well. Yeah, big time, big time. But mm. it's just the social element of it because there's so many, like I can definitely get on board with what Donald Glover is saying because maybe if it's a new director, if it's new producers or whatever, if it's just a new crew, you're nearly trying to perform to them. Like I remember my first job, the first ever acting gig, I could only, I was so like, because I'm quite introverted in nature, you probably think that's crazy, but I, I was so like extra, I'd be like shaking everyone's hand and like being nice to everyone and like, making everyone laugh and like I felt like I had to, to get everyone on board for me to perform and be my best self. Mm. Thankfully I've got rid of that somewhere but not as much but like I've got rid of it because that's like a lot of energy you're just kind of wasting on other things but um, I definitely mm. yeah I can definitely see that kind of thing because it's so social like you're dealing with so many people's different energies and 
egos and you, you are kind of mollycoddled because you're the actor and they don't stuff said is not probably you don't get as much of what's going on in terms of the, the set dynamics and stuff but uh, sorry i'm rambling what's the point there it's, yeah it's just like i can definitely get what donald's saying in terms of the performance of trying to like feel like you're having to prove yourself all the time in a way uh, but yeah it's it's tricky <laughs> That's it. You said something there uh, that leads me to another question, just to, just about energy and like saving that energy of, of not like wasting the energy. I mean, how would you approach, you know, if you, you get a gig um, like, like working on a film or a show and you might have a few scenes and it's spread out over maybe a week, maybe more, it could be over a month. And you've got to craft a character that way, opposed to you go into a play to the theater, you rehearse for months and then you just deliver it in two, three hours. I mean, uh, what, what's the difference like uh, between you? Do you prefer one and how do you approach each? Yeah, I, I, the approach is, is, is similar. Um, I don't know if I prefer one or the other. I think I like them both quite equally. Maybe theatre a bit more just because of the, the communal element of it. And I love in theatre, you'd start basically first day, do a read through, you'd go you'd pick the whole thing apart. You might even send, spend, spend a week just on the table. And like going through all the research, the bits, and like really cobbling together a good sense of what you do before you get up. And you're always just rehearsing and putting layers and layers onto who he is or why he is, and like trying stuff out. There's a lot more um, experimentation, I suppose. In terms of a film set, you all you have to do all that, but on your own. <laughs> so you have to have all that yeah. done. Because yeah. um, I haven't, I, I can't wait to be on something where you have a lot more. Rehearsal time. Well, actually, Animals was quite good because uh, Sophie Hyde, she's a fucking genius. She had us come in and we'd do like exercises in terms of her characters, and like she gives like lists of questions, and we'd go off and like, how would you and uh, Amy Malloy was playing my um, my partner mm. in that. My, I don't think we were married. She's having my baby, but uh, we do like stuff like how would they hold their hands? Where do they like being stroked? Most those kind of intimate, simple things, but mm. they're really like. So when we're doing a scene, we can just do these kind of things. It's a bit of history between them, uh, a shared history between them that's easy to do. I'm going off on a tangent, let me just focus. No, no, it's good. So in terms of uh, film, yeah, you kind of have to have, especially if you have a small part, you have to have done all that work and just come and just be ready. Uh, so I think it's in a way it's harder, but in terms of film, you'd, you'd want to be like working with someone or them going through your lines or... I've many different ways. I just, yeah, I mean, the lines are important I just, and the script, just read the shit out of it. And then, um, and then I suppose anything, like I, I'd look at a lot of stuff that, again, it depends on the part. Sometimes the part's so small, it's like, I don't know, where's the relationship? But I'd, I'd look for like a lot of stuff that's based on that film or TV or like if, if it was a gangster film, I'd look, look at a lot of gangster films or mm-hmm. in the same genre. And just get a sense of stuff. I make a playlist for all my characters in terms of music. I don't know. There's just there's so That's many. Cool. Yeah, there's so many ways to to approach it. And I think it just depends on the project. But uh, I do have a similar set of things that I do for everyone. And in terms of film, you just have to be ready in a different way. And I think almost, I think it's nearly more pressure, <laughs> especially if you have a smaller part because you're just having to kind of jump in there with a crew that already know each other, cast that already know know each other, and you just have to bring it. And there's no excuse because if you only have like fucking four or five lines or whatever, like they have massive parts that they've had to work with, you just have to be on it, you know? 
Um, yes. It's just a different kind of thing. But I prefer theatre in that way because you do get to pick at it for three or four weeks and then get up and as well get up and do it on stage and you kind of can do what you want then as well. You want, you, you're not going to be a prick and do mad shit, but like you, you have the power. So it's kind of nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It sounds like it might be more satisfying on, on stage that you complete a performance, an arc or whatever it is of, yeah, of the character. character and it's done where... You know, you know yeah. most time films are shot out of sequence, so you're jumping yeah. back and forward, and you're probably. Uh, I, is that a bit disconcerting having to kind of have it in your head? Did I hit that note right? We're past it now. Yeah, it is. It is where it's actually the first day uh, on thing. Um, Lenny changed it around, and like I'd read the sides, I knew kind of what was going on, but Lenny changed around. He he wanted me in another scene, and he wanted me to improv, like just to jump straight in, because he basically they changed my character from being on. Connell's course to be in on Marianne's course and I was just like he's, he's like right we're just going to have you jump in in this next scene and do improv and I was I didn't want to be like where the fuck are we but I didn't know where we were in terms of the story so we were improv and I was like trying to like hint to the guys like what's going on and they thought I think they thought I was like a wanker actor trying to be like, all like method and all but I literally did not know <laughs> where we were so I was saying shit uh, and a few of the improvs and they're like no that's not working like what is he saying? I didn't know what was going on. They're like, oh, you're coming to a party and all. I was like, you couldn't be at a par- the party all right. already. Is the party this is? I was like, no, I don't think I'm going to come. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so we had to go again. And then fi- I finally kind of figured out where we were in the story. And I was like, okay, Grant, I kind of know what's going on again. So yeah, that can, can be very, very weird, especially in, in terms of that. But um, yeah, theater just is just... Theatre is for the actor, I think, because you just have complete control. You, you, you are master of the final edit. I think director, mm. the editor, they have the final say because a lot of stuff you watch, and you're like, oh, well, they didn't use this or they didn't use that or my bit's cut out there. Where's my clothes? Over? I don't know. I'm fucking trying to forget about thinking like that because it's a bigger picture and it's not about you, really. It's about the whole thing. So you shouldn't be... I think if you're going at it from that point, you'll never be happy because you'll always be like, oh, well, they didn't put in this or I should have done, they should have put, the, put in the other bit or, you know, the kind of way. So I tried to not think like that, but I think in theatre, there is none of that. You're just like, mm-hmm. I could go on stage and do a fucking cartwheel now. I mean, I might not work again, but I mean, I could do it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. That's so true. Yeah, with film, yeah, you kind of just, good. you're shooting in the dark as an actor. You're, you're kind of hoping that what you provide will be used in the right way, but you're just shooting in the dark. You're kind of showing up and just like needing to emotionally and and spatially set yourself in the storyline. But they, you know, the way things are filmed is never in a linear fashion. So you're, you are bouncing back and forth and yeah, you're just shooting in the dark. Whereas on stage, you just get to completely, for those two hours, as Graham said, uh, lose yourself in a character. And and like you said, yeah, it's you're the the director and the editor in in that sense when it finally comes to the the final product, which is probably very satisfying and a good sense of control because you're like this is completely in my power now if I do great or if I don't. Whereas with film, a lot of it is to do with the, the editing and the style and the camera angles and the emotion and the music and everything else that kind of comes in with it at that point. Yeah, it's very interesting. I'd say it's a it's a rush, man. So so the latest thing you've worked on was Animals in two thousand nineteen, right? Um, like, like is that out now yeah that's that's out uh that was in the cinemas uh it's finished now uh the latest thing what the fuck oh i had a tiny little part in a girl from Agadishu, and then yeah that's it i think 
animals. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, I think that's it. And what are you uh, what are you aiming for in the future? I know we're in the middle of all this uh, strange time, but like, what was your yeah? Uh, well, what, what are you thinking of? I don't know. Forward? I suppose I suppose I'd like to I'd like to be in like um, a nice indie or something with a good character, either a lead or something, just something kind of meaty that I could dig my teeth into. I want to get out to London and do some more stuff. So I'd love to do that fucking play that I was supposed to do. Um, mm. What else? I want to. I've written a short, so I wouldn't mind getting that done as well. I'd love to produce that, and then um, I'd love to be in a Netflix show. That's yeah. Those, those are yeah. the goals that have changed from twenty 2020 twenty to twenty twenty one. It's all about adapting, man. This life, is our life year. Is, life is a director. You got to adapt, isn't that it? Um, you you mentioned there you wrote a short, um, and you want to produce it. Is that the role you will take in creating it? There's, yeah, producer's probably the wrong wrong word. I actually just want to act in it. I I've written it. I want to act, and I wanted I want someone else to direct and do all that stuff. Yeah, because I, I I think eventually I'd like to get into directing, but I don't know. If, uh, I don't I don't know. I'd like to see if I can write a few things first. Again, I don't even know if I can fucking write, but you know, it's just. Like, but you got to give it a go. That's a smart thing, I think, for yeah. an actor, for sure. Yeah. Now is the time to write yeah, for sure. sure. <laughs> it should be the time, but your your head just melted every day. You're just like. Mm. I know. I feel like I'm. Sometimes your head's like in a, in a blur throughout this time because no time means nothing. So you're just kind of like, yeah. yeah. Oh, sometimes I find the motivation quite hard to do stuff. I'm like, I should be doing this and I should be doing that, and then you're just like, should I though? Fuck it. I'm just gonna play Call of Duty all night or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, you need that too. You need yeah. that too. I guess yeah. it's hard. Like, especially, I'm not saying this is easier for me by any means, but like. My lifestyle for four years before this was of a freelancer. <laughs> and in a lot, you know, I had to just kind of make my own business. I had to be my own boss. I had to wake up and just kind of like direct myself every day in terms of how I was going to make money or be productive. And so this feels a bit like this, or similar. I can't go out and adventure as much as I used to. I can't like go into a place and sell myself like I used to. But it's... It, oh, yeah. It does, it does feel similar in one way. Um... <laughs> What was, it, what was I going to say to you? I, uh... Yeah, man, I'm, I'm telling you. Yeah, no, it is. You, you kind of, you have to look at the bright side uh, of this thing. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, like, I, I'm fortunate enough that I'm not, like, working a job where you're stuck at the front line, you know what I mean? So we just have to hold tight and do our part, which, if that means sitting in and, and, and doing a bit of yoga inside and, and, and writing, like, yeah. Uh, script number 50 uh just give it a bash you just make the mo- most of it you know catch up on all those netflix netflix shows yeah even if i could yeah, finish the one script. Oh, what? what script huh? no i was saying even if i could finish the one script graham's saying finish your 50th script <laughs> i i think that's brilliant that like yeah let's do it i mean i was telling graham I, i've sent him over a bit of it but like it's been like you said, with this all this free time, you feel like you should be doing it. And it's been yeah. 10 years of me trying to create this script, uh, just this idea at the back of my head. And now mm. more than ever, I'm like, I should be doing it. So who knows? Maybe, maybe, I'll, maybe that will come out of this. Yeah, nice one. And, and Graham, do you still have, remember that one you sent me ages ago, the TV series? Is that still in oh, the works? That was fucking we, mental. We, the gangsters we, and all. 
Kev, yeah. Which, which one was that? I don't remember this. I must have blocked this out of my memory. They turned into, like, they started out just like mates hanging around. And, like, oh, it was, I, it's so long ago since they read it, but then they turned into yeah. gangsters and all. And they're dealing and it's like, uh, I think he's in love with his roommate or something. Like that. Yeah, that was me and Graham's script. We wrote an episode uh, each. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. It's yeah, like yes. four or five yeah. episodes, I think. He's yeah. Yeah. That, that, yeah. Yeah. No, that was great crack. I think that got that got too big, though. You know what I mean? Uh, the, to, the story that we, that we ended up trying to tell was was probably beyond our means. You know, it was, you know it, was like, so, it was like love hate or something bigger than love hate. It was fucking deadly. Oh yeah, this, yeah that was a funny cross. Cross between love hate and like pineapple express or something. I think that was a weird crossover. Oh, yeah, do, do you know, me and Graham just had like a very simple idea and we thought we don't want to lose our writing abilities after college. So I'll write yeah. one episode and then just send it to him and he has to figure out what the next one is, send it to me. And we just had to yeah. play table tennis with each other. Uh, That's so cool. That's a really cool idea, yeah. It was, it was a fun experiment. Uh, yeah, who knows? Maybe someday we'll we'll dust it off the shelves and get, resurrect it. Uh, exactly, yeah. They might be doing a big new studio in South County, Dublin. Did you see the news about that? Oh, really? Yeah, that's how they're thinking. They're investing, I think, 125 million or something into it. Wow. Because wow. I know they, they built one out in the Limerick, Troy Studios. Yeah. Mm. And um, as far as I know, the, uh, the, there's no, obviously there's nothing planned now, but they did the Night Flyers thing and then there was nothing else after that and they kind of closed it up. No, but they got foundation then. There's They were shooting foundation before the lockdown. Oh, were they? Yeah. Oh, okay. Big guys, uh, Apple thing. So yeah, I think okay. I think uh, I think they actually should be doing all right, but yeah, this new thing in Dublin's going to be mental. Uh, I'll send you the link for it. I can't remember all the specs. But it's going to be like, I'm not going to say how many stages there are because I'll just get the wrong mm. figures wrong. But it's going to be massive. Wow. Well, that's great. That's great. We need something anyway, you know. Yeah. Touch wood. Um, touch wood. Here, send us <laughs> any film lists if you have anything to watch. Mm? Any? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Please. Same to you as well. If you have any stuff that we should be aware of, have you seen Good Time yet? Good Time, no, I think so. so. Yeah, that's uh, that's on my to do list. That's going to be excellent. Yeah, yeah, that's fucking hell, man. I've heard a lot. I've heard a lot about it. Same same lads who did Uncle James. Seen that as well. That's Mm. they're like high high octane anxiety fucking fest. Like I don't know the way they write is just. The way the way it's shot, it's just you feel like, oh, the whole time. But it's great. It's really cool. <laughs> yeah. Just Uncle James is just like a film about like walls slowly coming in. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm excited to see this one with Robert Pattinson. It does look very good. Um, geez, I have no recommendations. I've been watching Sopranos. <laughs> oh, rewatching Sopranos. Not rewatching. Watching for the first time. Oh, even better. I I missed it, man. Even I missed better. it somehow. So I just finished season one. Really loving it. Yeah, it's very good. We watch that. It's yeah. so good. Fuck yeah. That is so good. Yeah, that's an acting masterclass. Yeah, I wasn't expecting like the whole psychology side of it, the yeah. more emotional side of it. It's uh, brilliant. It's it. Yeah, so clever. Uh, Deadly. Right. Well, I guess right. we'll see you on the screens. Yeah. See you soon. <laughs> <boy. laughs> Cheers for the chat. Yeah. Take care, everybody. See you. Bye bye. Bye, Jamie. See you later. Bye, bye, bye.